you have your Bibles with you this morning, whether in this form or on your phone, however you might do it, I want you to turn to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. You might have caught that there's a theme kind of being spoken of today, and I wanted to carry on that theme as we get ready for Vacation Bible School. So I want to talk to you today about Vacation Bible School is mission critical. And I want to share with you why I say that and what I mean by that. And Joshua chapter 1 and verses 1 through 9, we're going to read here in just a moment, is, is a story of transition. But it's also a story of reminding us that the next generation needs to be taught certain things. And we have an obligation, just as Joshua is being told by God what that obligation is, it carries on to us today. And we're going to talk about why that's so important. So if you would, I know you've been up and down today, but if you would, stand with me as we honor the reading of the Word of the Lord. And I want to read from the book of Joshua, chapter 1, and I want to read verses 1 through 9, and listen to these verses as Joshua is being instructed by the Lord. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, you have, uh, or that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all thy days of thy life, and as I was with Moses, I will be with thee, and I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto thy fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whatsoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but shall meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Father, we ask that as we have heard the reading of your word, now we pray that, Father, that you would speak to your servant and through your servant to speak unto your servants today. Father, the instruction and direction that, Father, that you have for us that we might follow after. As you had commanded the children of Israel to follow after the commands of God, we too have been called to follow the command. So Lord, hear us now as we pray. Speak, Holy Spirit, unto our hearts. Make the word of God and the message of God come alive today 
so that as the children of Israel heard it, we may hear today the message that God has for us. Lead, guide, and direct us, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. One of the stated core values of our church is that we are to share the gospel with the next generation. One of our themes or our, our mission statement basically says that we are the church building the church of tomorrow today. And what that really means is that we have an obligation and a responsibility to make sure that we are teaching the children those that need to carry on the work of the gospel, that we're teaching them what they need to hear today so that they will be ready to take over when you and I, like Moses, have been taken off the scene. We should all be passionate about this as, a, as our church ministry. We should be unashamed in the pursuit of this passion. We believe that this is the command that God has given to us from the beginning. Consider just one of the passages that we find throughout the Bible, but in the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, you've heard this many, many times, verses 6 and 7. And these words which I command unto you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. If we believe that scripture if we believe in the reality that heaven and hell exist and that our children in every generation is going to have to make a choice which destiny they will choose, whether they will go to be with the Lord or whether they will deny Him and be separated from Him for eternity, we should be willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that we communicate effectively the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation. However... The church is in a time of crisis. Statistics are showing us that the church is declining instead of growing. And there is a reason for that. More specifically, the church has an evangelistic crisis. We are living in a free country still, thank God, and where we are allowed to talk about Jesus openly in most contexts. Nothing should be stopping us from inviting others to our church. We don't live in a place where we are at risk of our livelihood or even our life when we share the gospel or, or present Jesus Christ to our neighbors or invite them to our church. Yet researchers are showing and telling us that we simply aren't doing it. Lifeway Research found that 80% of the Protestant churchgoers say they have a personal relationship and responsibility to share their faith. However, 61% of that 80% say they haven't shared how to become a Christian with anyone in the past six months. And out of that 48% that they haven't invited anyone to church in the last six months. Does that surprise you? Well, you might be saying, well, preacher, we're just coming out of COVID. Nobody's been doing any of that. Everybody's been afraid to do it. Well, I don't know that that's an excuse that we can use. The question that we have to ask is, how are we doing outside the walls of the church ourselves? Are you sharing the gospel regularly with your friends and neighbors and others that are in your life? Or do you uh, 
kind of mimic the statistics that I shared just a moment ago. These questions should make us uncomfortable at, at least, causing us to see the great need for sharing the gospel with those who don't know him. That is exactly what Christians are called to do. The reason that God has left us here, the reason, the only reason that I can think of that God, when the moment that we were saved, that he didn't take us immediately into heaven to get us out of this sin-sick world was so that we could be an ambassador for the gospel of Jesus Christ with those who have yet to hear. So if you're still here, it means that you still have a job and a responsibility and an obligation and a privilege of sharing the gospel with those around you. George Barnett concluded that those between the age of 5 and 13 have a 32% probability of accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior. Individuals in the uh, years of 14 to 18 age range drop down to a 4% probability. And people between the age of 19 and, and death only jump to a 6% chance. In other words, we have the greatest window of opportunity to share the gospel is with our children before this world causes them to be uh, cold and distant to the things of God. The chances of seeing their spiritual life change after they become teenagers drops dramatically. Why then do we not take every opportunity to make sure that we are sharing the gospel with those children? Why do we believe it is important to build the church of tomorrow today? Because it's all about the next generation. Now, why is VBS mission critical to the church that has an evangelism crisis? Because the truth is one of the best methods of evangelizing the world has been proven to be through the church doing vacation Bible school. To help us answer that question today, I want us to go back to Joshua chapter 1 and look at a few things about that. I want us to, to, to find some truths and some things that Joshua is instructed here that we can use and, and lean on today as well. I want to remind you that before Joshua chapter 1 and Joshua's command from God, Moses was leading the children of Israel, and for 40 years they wandered in the wilderness because of their unwillingness to be obedient to God and to go and take the promised land. Now, in that 40 years, let me remind you what happened. I'm talking to all of us that are older, bald-headed, white-haired, um, beards or, or whatever, let me tell you what happened as a reminder. When the adults were unwilling to do what God had called them to do, God said that you will not see the promised land. You will stay in the wilderness until you die off, and I will rise up another generation, and I will take that generation who is willing to follow me into the promised land. Now what I'm saying to us is we have an opportunity we have an opportunity to be the church today, building the church of tomorrow today. Or we have, a, we have 
the opportunity to sit back and do nothing and God say, you go ahead and do that. You die off and I'll rise up another generation to do what I've called you to do. I don't want to sit on the sidelines. I don't want to have to be the one wandering in the wilderness. I don't want to lead a church wandering in the wilderness. I want us to be what God has called us to be and do what God has called us to do. We need to be a church that is building the church of tomorrow today. We need to be reaching our children as well as every other age group. So as we think about this, the text that we have read helps us to to understand because it it is based in the background of moving from one generation to the next. If we look at what Joshua chapter 1 starts off with, Joshua now is being told, Moses, my servant, has died. The old generation is all but gone. And now a new generation of people is at hand. Joshua, I want you to begin leading them in this new generation into the church of tomorrow, today. And Joshua takes upon himself the responsibility of leading the children of Israel and taking them across the river Jordan into the promised land where God has given him many promises in that first eight verses. And then he has given him a command, be courageous, do what I have called you to do no matter what you see happening. I want to talk about, first of all, building the church of today, tomorrow. The book of Joshua picks up the story of the people of promise entering into the promised land under new leadership. Joshua, we we see that God says to him that he is going to continue to be with him. The presence of God is going with Joshua and the children of Israel into the promised land. I believe Joshua is one of the most inspiring books in the Bible. Though there are pockets of disobedience where the children of Israel fail and even Joshua fails to follow God as close as he ought to, the history of the people of God under Joshua's leadership is a great example for us today as to what it looks like for a church to follow God. The book simply opens with God encouraging Joshua. He reminds him that that I have set you apart for this task. I have called you. And if God calls us to something, He equips us to do what He calls us to do. As Joshua receives the call of God to arise to the challenge before him, God issues a challenge. He also assures Joshua of his presence and assures him that his plan is consistent with the past promises that he made to to Moses and to the children of Israel. God called on Joshua to be strong and courageous as he assumes the leadership role of leading the people. Ultimately, God challenged Joshua to align himself with his word. My friends, let me remind you that we cannot Know what God has in store for us if we are not spending time in this book. The instructions that God has given us are found in this book. If we want to know what God wants us to do to build the church of today or tomorrow today, we need to be in His Word. We need to be looking for direction from Him. Just as He gave Joshua the instruction to follow the Word of the Lord, we are told as well, follow the Word of the Lord. Ultimately, God's challenge 
Joshua to align himself to every word that God speaks. Here is the background that points to the importance of building the church of tomorrow today and how VBS is mission critical. It is mission critical to the church because of what the Word of God stands for. I love our theme this year, going on a treasure hunt to look for um, a treasure, to find that the ultimate treasure in this world is not the things that this world has to offer, but it is the eternal life that comes through the Word that God offers unto us. And when we find that, we have found the greatest treasure in all the world. We know that the Word of God is the key to our success in every aspect of this life in which we are called to live. I want us to first look at what Joshua is told about their future. Joshua is told that, that Joshua, you're leading the people because they need a leader that will lead them into their future. Church, we have been called to lead our children and the next generation because of their future. The future of every child begins with a strong foundation. Listen, let me just remind you, as Josh has told us over and over again, as our family pastor, that it cannot be done just by the church alone. It cannot be done with an hour a week, or at best two hours a week that you give your children to us. It has to take place every day in the home. Our job is not to teach your children the foundations. Our job is to back up the foundations in which you are teaching your children. It begins with you, and we are a support team to you, the family. Every future of every child begins with the foundation. We talked about foundation just a few weeks ago and the importance of it. Now, what is their foundation? First of all, they need salvation. Their foundation is based upon their salvation. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If we want our children to understand what salvation is, they must hear the word of God. They must hear God speak over and over and over again. How will they hear God speak? They will hear God speak as you do family devotions with your children in your home. They will hear God speak when you bring them to church every week and they hear it in Sunday school and in worship. And when you bring them on Wednesday night to children's ministries, they will hear the Word of God. And over time of hearing the Word of God, the Word of the Lord by the work of the Holy Spirit begins to share with them their need for salvation. And by hearing the Word, the Bible says, that's where salvation starts. But it's not only where it starts, but it's what we must build upon. Not only is their future based upon their salvation, but there is a strength that is needed. And wherewithal, the psalmist in Psalms 119 verse 9 says this, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed thereunto according to thy word. The more that we hear the Word of God, the more that we recognize that what the world is telling us every single day is nothing more than a lie. And the Word of God shows us how that we can live apart from the things of the world, how we can live for Christ in a Christless world. But we have to hear the Word every day. 
We have to be in it. We have to have it in us. The strength of our children is nothing less than the Word of God. It is what brings them unto salvation. It is what strengthens their life and causes them to recognize that when they sin, they need to confess their sins and, and find cleanness and strength in the Lord. But the third thing that we see about their future is their success. Look at verse 8, if you would, and here's what it says. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, that thou shalt meditate thereon day and night, and that thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. The book of the law shall not depart out of their mouth. In other words, Joshua is being told by God, listen, if you want your children, if you want this next generation to be successful, not in the eyes of the world. As a matter of fact, if you were to look at things from the Scripture, uh, according to the world's standards, they were not very successful. But according to God, every act of obedience was great success. Every act of obedience that led them further along in their journey towards the promise that God had given to them was the success. Listen, my friends, if we listen to the world, none of us are successful. But it's not the world that deems my success. It's my Savior. I don't need to be successful in the eyes of the world, but I do need to be successful in the eyes of God. Our next generation needs a church that believes that with all their heart to help them to be successful in this world. But it's not only about their future. Joshua finds out something uh, here that it's not only about their future, but it's about our future. Joshua is told that tying the Word of God together with their future connects us in our future. By that I mean both are keeping the Word of God. He says as you are living out the Word of God, if you, as you are obeying, you are living out before the next generation that which they need to do. So what is he saying? We too are not to say, you do as I say, not as I do. No, Joshua is being told, Joshua, do as, so they will do as you do, not as you say. Follow the Word of God, Joshua, and set an example so that the next generation says, I have seen it. We've all heard it said. We would rather see a sermon than hear one. Many would, it, it speaks louder when someone is living out the word of God than someone just standing up and saying that we ought to live that way. And that's exactly what God is telling us. This was not only for the next generation, this was for the nation. This plan was for conquest and occupation of the promised land. He said, Joshua, if you, the people now, want to, to, to take that which I have promised you, to be successful, to accomplish the task, follow every word that I command you. This is not just a word for Joshua, not just a word for the nation of Israel, this is a word for us today. Let me just give you a few principles to think on. 
a few principles for success. Talk about the word continually. Let it be something that you are constantly talking about in your life. With your family and with others. Think about the word meditatively. My friends, we ought not just to read the word to say that I've read the word, but we ought to uh, take time to reflect upon and think upon what have I just read? What does it say to me? What is it asking me to do? Slow down. Take a breath and listen to God. And then thirdly, take the word serious. Take the word seriously. Listen to what he's saying and, and, and apply it to your life. Don't just think that's a good idea. No, that's a word from the Lord. Take it seriously. And then lastly, trust the word completely. Joshua is told here that if you will take my words and you will hold on to them and you will live them out, your ways will be prosperous and your life will be successful. And you don't have to be afraid of the world. For I am with you. We can trust God's word completely. So very quickly, I want to turn the corner. That's why we need to build the church tomorrow of tomorrow today. But why is it that VBS is mission critical? I really have a sermon that where I actually apply this to... Um, Sunday school, church, and VBS is mission critical. But I wanted to kind of focus in just on VBS this year and just talk about the fact of why is it so important that we do VBS? Especially after coming out of a COVID year when we could not do VBS. We had everything that we needed to do. It was sitting upstairs in storage, but we couldn't get kids and families and church folks together to do it. So we had to postpone it. So that makes it even more important for us this year. As I said earlier, the church, and I'm not talking just about Midway, I'm talking about the church as a whole, has an evangelism crisis on its hands. And one of the best ways that, that we have found for many years of spreading the gospel in a church is through VBS. I've heard of churches this year that I've had people tell me this year um, for the first time in their church they're going to do VBS. I was so excited because they don't know what they're in for. What an opportunity. What a great... They're going to find that this can be something that... And I'm going to talk about it in just the next few moments, so just pay attention. Something that can change their church. It's a time to face the problem of the church head on and realize that we have to approach this crisis with urgency. We're living in a day when uh, Satan is, is stirring up all kinds of folks and all kinds of lies to steal our people from us left and right. The lies that are being told from our elementary schools to our colleges um, by the, 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 the evil one is robbing the minds of our children. And we must recognize that we must plant the gospel in them before they can go out into the world. VBS encompasses all three of our mission goals. How many of you remember what our mission goals is? 
Out of the church, we do family ministry. Out of the church, we do evangelism ministry. And out of the church, we do discipleship. VBS encompasses all three of those. There are four reasons that I want to give you very quickly why VBS is critical mission or mission critical to our church. First of all, VBS is all about Jesus. It's not about us, not about our church, it's not about, you know, um, any of that. It's about Jesus. Here's some statistics I want you to hear. Among Americans who say they attended VBS as a child, 89% agree that VBS positively influenced their spiritual growth. But it doesn't stop there. Among Americans who say that they have a child who has attended VBS, 95% of them agree that participating in VBS positively influenced their child's spiritual growth. Perhaps most amazingly is this statistic that says 71% agree that participating in VBS would have directly impacted their child's spiritual growth in a positive way. VBS provides the dual purpose of introducing participants to Jesus Christ and also providing a valuable uh, tool to spiritual growth of more kids than you can imagine. The driving message of Vacation Bible School is the same, whether you have five kids or 500. Whether we use high-tech productions, such as what Josh did for us in his, his movie, or we simply just say, students, we're sitting down and opening up the pages of God's Word. It really doesn't matter. VBS is about the Word of God. Remember, its message is Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ makes the difference. Secondly, VBS not only is all about Jesus, but VBS attracts people. VBS is synonymous with, with summer. In many church settings, everything that they do around the summer is based upon their vacation Bible school. Why? Perhaps because it's been around... Uh, in one form or another for more than a century. In kids' ministry, which is sometimes marked by uh, trendy, uh, short-lived fads, VBS is the one thing that is tried and true for almost 100 years. It's been successful. It has real staying power. It is the one thing that churches keep coming back to that says works. VBS's longevity proves it is a dependable ministry for success um, of the church and sharing the gospel. More than two-thirds, 69% of American parents say that they would encourage their child to attend VBS. Here we go, Josh, your little cards. If someone personally invites them to come. 69%. Of American families say, if someone would invite my, even if I don't go to that church, take one of those cards and invite someone to vacation Bible school. Let that sink in for a minute. 69% of American parents, not just Christian, not just unchurched parents, That includes Muslim parents, Buddhist parents, agnostic parents, and parents of all social economic statuses. I don't care what community you live in. 
I don't care what kind of situation kids are in, if you invite them, there's a good chance they'll come. And if they come, there's a great chance because they're going to hear about Jesus. There's a great chance that they might be moved to receive Christ. Why should we take the opportunity to, to get in on this? VBS has been carefully stu uh, stewarded for over a century as an effective tool for sharing the gospel. The reason VBS remains attractional to so many is because it gives the church opportunity to impact lives with eternity. For kids, teens, and even adults, as they come together to hear of the saving power of Jesus Christ. Third, VBS energizes the church. It really does. Now, let me tell you, it tires out the church, for sure, but it energizes the church. There's a great excitement that's built around Vacation Bible School. We know that VBS attracts people from the community, but what about VBS that gets an army of church members out of their seats to hold on to a hot glue gun, to glue googly eyes on a project, to help somebody play a wacky game or sing a goofy song? It's the fact that it touches hearts and lives. And we want to be a part of changing lives. What is it that propels churches all over the country and across the globe to use Vacation Bible School to bring new life to their ministry? It is the fact that VBS energizes the local church for the gospel ministry. When that energy is contagious, it begins to spill out of the church doors all the way into the community. Listen, I can tell you that there are folks that have joined our church and become a part of our church because they saw us doing vacation Bible school with kids outside and said, hey, there's a church that, that loves children. Listen to this example. I read this, and, and, it, and I guess it just spoke to me. A small church plant in a small Pennsylvania town was experiencing difficulty establishing a solid membership base. The church started by six people seemed to be on the brink of fizzling out. One member decided that she was going to help host a vacation Bible school for the neighborhood children. Soon families were bringing their uh, kids and learning more about the church, which grew to serve 55 of those families. I know that just reaching into the hearts and lives of our community can change the effects of our church. VBS creates an energy in the local church because at the center of all the fun and all the craziness is the truth of God's word. And so fourthly, so I can close out, VBS mobilizes Christians. The importance of Vacation Bible School is that it gets us all on the same page for a small period of time. Not only does VBS energize a congregation, but it immobilizes the Christians to reach their community with the gospel. It all becomes about getting the word out, getting the kids in, telling them the gospel, and then sending them home to spread the gospel back into our community. And we're all doing it together. 
It's not just one or two. It's not just the pastors and the Sunday school teachers. It's everybody's involved. Rather, you're a part of teaching or if you're a part of sitting in a classroom, you're a part of that great ministry. Teenagers, college students, single adults, newlyweds, married adults, with, without children, with children, empty nesters, senior adults, all come together with one singular goal help create a time of life-transforming, gospel-centered vacation Bible school experience for every person that attends. To see this diverse group of people at work, rolling up their sleeves and working together to share the, the gospel of Jesus Christ with kids and adults is exactly what the church is supposed to do. It's the church the body of Christ at work. I can't think of a time that God would be more pleased with the church than them. When we are all about working together with one common goal, to share the gospel, to love on the families, and then to say, we're here if you'll come back. Remember, God is not looking for talented people. He's looking for people who are available and willing. And in order for VBS to be the true mobilizer, we need to accept the responsibility that VBS is a total church endeavor. It's not just for the pastors. It's not just for the VBS director or the few teachers that she's drummed up. It's for all of us. So for those of you that might not be here today but are listening to me today or sometime this week, it is for you as well. You need to get back here and be a part. So let me close by sharing just a couple of thoughts. As I've given you the reasons why VBS is the mission critical to Midway's vision of building the church of tomorrow today, I want you to ask yourself, Rather, VBS is worth your time, your investment. Rather, it's worth your energy. You might want to ask, what else are you doing that is greater, has a greater gospel impact on our community and our children than VBS? Now, if you're doing something greater and you don't have time for vacation Bible school, please come see me and let me know because we may need to be involved in what you're doing but I don't see it. I can't see anything more important than getting ready for vacation Bible school and giving it our all. Total church participation. Remember, church, VBS is a total church endeavor. It can't be done by just a few. It must be done by all of you. So we're calling all hands on deck as we set sail for Mystery Island on July 18 through the 22nd. So listen to this little promo.
I'll be telling you if you don't come to Mystery Island VBS, I'll be coming after you, that's for sure, and I get all my shipmates too. Close with a smile on your face by letting you know that VBS works. Will you? VBS works. Will you? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the opportunity today to be able to share a passion. A passion that I know God has for reaching a lost and dying world with the gospel. I thank you for a church that is willing to build the church of tomorrow today. And I pray that you would remind us, O oh Lord, that we can't do it with just a few. But we must all take part. Would you be with the families and help them to build that foundation at home so that we can continue to, to in, build upon that foundation when we have opportunity? And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would send your Holy Spirit out into our community ahead of us as we send folks out from this church into communities to share Vacation Bible School invitations as well as opportunities to share the gospel. Father, thank you for the call to be a part of what you are doing. May you be exalted and lifted up and glorified. Now, Father, I send your people out into the mission to go and do your work and your will. I pray that as Joshua was told, that they would be courageous and be strong and know that you will go 